Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow, dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Has a Bow Ties, episode 99. 99, 99. problems, but a pod ain't one. That's <laughs> a fact. Big facts. <laughs> Anybody got an all man moment? Yeah, I do, man. Yo, I don't know what I was eating last night, but these things I've been eating these last few days, like y'all know when y'all taking a shit and it's like that hot shit, like that shit that's like <laughs> when you like take it, it burns. I'm like, yo, what did I? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this cat talking about. This how we gonna start the show, bro? Yeah, I didn't want to hear about your poop endeavors, bro. (laughs) Like I'm like, yo, like that shit. It was, yo, bro. X, the shit was so bad, I couldn't even work out today. I was like, my ass is on fire. I felt like somebody stuck some hot sauce in that shit and like pushed it around. You you wasn't finna the squat after that? Nah, bro. It was rough. (laughs) You gotta run some cold water in your booty hole. Bro, I, I got to, bro. Yo, come on. A, Why are we starting the show like this? I'm going I'm 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 to need one of y'all to help me out, man. Remedy. I'm good. Anybody can help me out with that? No. No, no, sir. No, no, sir. That's my all man moment. I humbly decline. Humbly decline. Oh, do I have an all man <laughs> moment? Um, Besides saying that shit. Uh, <laughs> Literally, I ha- I don't I don't have an on man moment. I just been fucking working like to the point where I just be falling asleep on myself and shit. So it's like like nigga be, a nigga will be doing something and then wake work up your ass to sleep, boy. <laughs> Yo, a nigga will be doing something, son. Next thing I know, I'm opening my eyes again. I'm like, damn, son, it's that bad out here in these streets. That's- that's wild. That's hey, wild. Man. Yeah. That's, that's tough right beautiful, there. though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I'm excited to be doing it, but uh, at the same time, it's kind of like, <clears throat> I need to get my life. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah, that's it. D-Flow, you got anything? Nah, man, I've been gentlemen doing what I do, man. I've gentlemen doing what I do. All right, so we just going to get straight into it. I guess this news is considered old by now. It is Tuesday, uh, and technically we're, we're potted for Wednesday, but WAP has come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meg The Stallion and Cardi B is, is technically Cardi B's song. And for me, the song itself, sonically, doesn't do much for me. Like, it's, a, it's pretty mid for me. Like, it doesn't, it's not like as soon as it, I heard it, I was like, oh, this, this is crazy. 
Um, now the video and the song that video is popping. Yeah, the video give the takes video, it to another level. The video definitely takes it to another level, and the song has grown on me. But when I first heard it, I just was like, "It's cool, it's cool," but it, it didn't hit me like, "Oh, nah, this the one." type situation i knew it was going to do numbers and i knew it was going to take off solely because what it stood for and two of the hottest females in the game and all it needed was a slightly decent hook that's all it needed was a slightly decent hook and it was going to just go and take off but um for me personally like the song doesn't like take me there um with 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 the sound sonically how'd y'all feel about it um I think the record, yeah, I, I agree. The record didn't hit and slap me the way I thought it would, but um, it, it just made me think, like, wow, like, they're just really doing what they want to do in this video, and that shit was beautiful. Like, they had, little, they looked like they had a lot of fun shooting it, and the freedom was out of this world. Like, it's a lot of freedom in that shit, and they also highlighted a lot of women that's on the rise. So I thought that yeah. was dope. Yeah, I, I. The first time I saw the video, I watched it. Me and Tiff was watching it downstairs on the TV. It was cool. It's a nice video. Um, that was the first time we listening to the song in general. That was and that was Friday, and then um, I want to say Sunday was, yeah, probably Sunday or Saturday. One one of the, one day over the weekend, I was watching it in here and listening to it on the speakers and watching it on on this joint. And hearing it in this space that's a bit more controlled, it slaps. Like it's it's a it's a club record. It's a strip club record. The baseline is stupid on it. Yeah, it's a strip <laughs> club record. And the minute I heard, I'm just like, here we go again. Like if the strip club was on and moving right now, oh, it would be a rap. It would be a rap. It would be. They wilding out there. <laughs> the, that's, why, that's why they the whole city. <laughs> the whole city is a strip yeah, club. They, 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 that's why they they getting fifteen hundred cases. <laughs> um, but yeah, the video for sure. The video does it. The video takes it to a higher degree. Um, unfortunately, the video is is censored. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a decent record. What y'all think about all the Kylie Jenner hate that came from it? First of all, Kylie Jenner's body looks... I mean, I know it's not her real body, but that body look amazing. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, yeah she, she's voluptuous for sure. I don't, um, Listen, I get it. I understand why people don't like the Kardashian clan and don't like the Jenner clan uh, because of, I guess, the culture of culture appropriation that they have partaken in over the years, but... I think we also still have to remember that Kylie is, what, 22, 23 now? And yeah. she's just a young girl who is trying to figure out her own life and figure out her own things. I don't know if all that hate was justified. I think that sometimes we got to parcel out what we're trying to do because I've seen some wild comments about Kylie. And it's like, we don't even know if it was her decision to be in the video. Somebody might have asked her to be in the video. Cardi said it. And at the same time, like a lot of the comments I saw about Kylie Jenner wasn't even really about her being in the video as much as people's dislike for her generally. Right. Like, I think it wasn't much of about her. Like, she 
she did a cameo. Like, how many beautiful women don't do cameos in videos? Like, she looked great. She was on point. I feel, oh my god, yo. And I think when it comes um, to the to the cameo, it it was a decision to obviously get another audience to have eyes on the video. Yeah. Was- But what right. did we expect her to do? That's that. That was my question. Nothing, like nothing. You saw the Drake and Futures video. What the fuck was Twenty One Savage doing in the video? What the fuck was Mike Will May doing in the video? They mm-hmm. make cameos. They just pop up, show their face, and keep it fucking pushing. Little Yachty was in the video. I was just like, what the fuck is he doing in this video? I think Ain't nobody. Uh, no, nah, what a lot of people were upset about was they were like. They highlighted this white woman with all these black women around her. And I can understand that criticism. I would have loved 100% to see that cameo go to like Rihanna. But in the, in the same breath, Cardi and Meg probably ain't have no Rihanna money. Or, I was about to say like... Or Beyonce money to get them to do a cameo you, like that. People, people say these things, but at the same time, it's like... Cardi probably just like yo I'm shooting the video for my new song WAP da 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 it would be dope if you could come through and Kylie was just like well I ain't doing shit right now I'm gonna pop out and it's a good it was a good look it's Kylie is equivalent to the the same numbers of Beyonce and Rihanna but a different audience Uh, the Gen Z audience and the white Gen Z audience I was about to say that so ain't no, ain't, ain't no white people judging the video. It's just people from within our culture, and I I guess I get it. They they don't like the fact because of what the 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 Kardashian family how they've appropriated our culture. But I get why Cardi asked her to be in the video, or why Meg asked her to be in the video. It made sense, and I didn't expect more than her from that. Like. You know, she did exactly what I thought she would have done. Showed her face, made some walks, and kept it pushing. That's it. That's it. Now, now the it. one thing I didn't expect, because it just got wild, is how so many people saw what was being said in the video as obscene to the point where politicians like uh, Deanna Lorraine were out here calling Cardi and Mega disgrace and Oh, saying wow. we need to teach women how to be women again and what wow. they're doing is is demoralizing and then CeeLo Green recently came yeah, out I and said Yeah, I saw CeeLo shit. Yo, CeeLo's CeeLo was wilding for his comments too. Um I didn't expect that honestly cuz yeah they talking raunchy but this is not the first raunchy song of torn of fucking the decade. Like niggas is acting like they saying some shit that was never heard of. Have we forgotten that Janae Aiko said, well, he better eat the booty like groceries? She definitely like, did say that. And everybody loved that shit when she said it. So I don't understand And how I love eating the booty like groceries. Different. Love it. Spit, all that. Sour sauce, all that. So, this nigga said sour sauce. I, I don't know what that is, but I don't think it <laughs> I don't know what no. it is either. I don't, don't explain it, bro. I don't really want to know. <laughs> damn, I, I hate that you even said it, son. God fucking damn it. Jesus fucking Christ, man. <laughs> um, it was heavenly think, pussy, by the way. It, it was. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what people expected Cardi and Meg to do, though. That's what that's what kind of 
I that's what kind of makes me on the edge about what people are saying because I'm just like they both make raunchy music. What did you expect them to do? It's like they, honestly, I heard the song and I'm just like, yep, this is what I was kind of expecting. That's to be exactly with you. When I heard when I heard that WAP stood for wet ass pussy, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I, I figured. Yeah, yeah, they could go right. into different rounds. They could have made a, a completely club track, and they could. I mean, Cardi isn't known for her lyrical prowess to that expect uh, at that extent, but they could have made a Bodak Yellow type of track too. I'm sure, but this also fits them in the capacity that all right, yo, we want a number one record. What are we going to talk about? Yo, let's talk about da 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 da. All right, cool. Let's do it, and it and it fits for them. I don't see why, like like you said, I don't see why, what people would have expected differently from the two of them trying to get a number one song. And two, again, you got Jack Harlow out here, and we'll talk about him in a minute because XXL just released their class. But popping every other bar he's talking about a girl sucking his dick or, or he going to fuck a bitch and kick her out or whatever. So I'm like, I'm confused because that song is played on the NBA right now. Really? So, oh, yeah. Shit. So I'm like, yo, niggas is really sitting on a mound of hypocrisy when DMX and Snoop Dogg just had a versus celebration not too long ago, two weeks ago, and we already know Doggy Style was a wild ass uh, album. It was a wild ass album. That was a wild. Ass, I mean, the cover, the cover alone in his life. The- they were shaking. In his live, not nobody Everybody said a word, bro. Nobody said nothing. Rick Ross. Rick Ross had a chick rubbing fucking baby oil gerbil on a nigga titties. <laughs> on his titties. Yeah, y'all seen that? Rick Ross had a chick rubbing his titties in the, in, in, w- 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 with a face mask. I was like, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> fucking dead. I, I, listen, I just feel like it's distractions. People are looking for anything to distract anything. them right now. Anything, and anything to say some stupid shit about, bro. Say some stupid shit, because I could guarantee you, if this wasn't quarantine, bro, this record would have dropped, and it would have did. It would have been no question. Everybody would have been like, "Oh, everybody yeah. said, well, this is what you're going to drop in the midst of quarantine and the pandemic happening.' What the fuck do you want them to talk about? <laughs> they got to do what they got to do. They need records, and they need their bread. Megan fucking definitely need that money right this second, man. She got bills and, that she I probably. I mean, it's all for. about how you. It's all about how you look at it too, because in one essence, you can also look at it as an empowerment song, seeing as obviously the world still isn't used to women talking about their sexuality and embracing it to some extent. Like if all these people are coming out with all this shit as, oh my God, this is the worst thing in the world. Yet on the radio right now, you could probably find five songs that say the exact same thing that they're saying, if not worse. And nobody has said a word about it. And it's like, I, I saw someone who made a good point about there's songs out right now by men that talk about the same shit, but talk about it with no consent. Talking about popping pills in a girl's drink. Rick Ross, one of the niggas, she ain't even know. Yeah. He popped a pill and she ain't even know. That's what he so said. So talk about doing wild shit and nobody had... Yeah, Rick Ross did get some heat about that. He definitely did get but, some fire for that. But that was only from women, though. Correct. The world is coming at Cardi and, and Meg over a song that ain't really... I didn't hear not one lyric in there that made me say, 
oh my god that's the craziest shit i didn't ever heard in my you know, life you know what's beautiful about this though and i bet you cardi is smiling her ass off it's only more publicity for yep, her because that, that's what she said give no fucks boy they, they, they don't make they gonna make sure they run this record to the fucking ground that's it the, the i'm exact, pretty sure tiktok there's gonna be a tiktok joint that come out soon the and, execs right now cardi and meg are laughing the more politicians want to come out and and scream about it, the more men that want to come out and be hypocrites about it, and the more women that want to, I guess, stand on some form of moral high ground and, and try and come at them about it, y'all only making the record bigger and bigger. That's it. Because <laughs> hey. niggas going to talk shit, but what else are we talking about, though? What else are you trying to get at? If you're trying to fuck a chick, what else are we trying to get about? You right. only want to know if she got some... You got some wet. Every nigga said, "Bring that wet, wet." Like, yeah, what else? That, the, only the emoji, and the wet pussy. Like, like we didn't have the wet emoji. <laughs> we done had our fair share of wet ass pussy on on a podcast. Am I right, I brothers? We didn't had a nice. Yeah, I have no idea. Wet niggas. You, uh, you know what I mean? Like, whatever, distinguish whatever you talk about sounds incriminating. We didn't. You know what I mean? You know, you you done had your fair share. We didn't had some fun, you know, and in our lives, you know. I've been quite consistent. God is amazing, man. I just been. Yeah, God has been, uh, you know God has been quite amazing. Well, uh, the only been. thing that I can say is I'm I'm sure what really ticked niggas off is is Cardi said that she want a king cobra and not a garden a garden I'm not snake. Not a garden snake. <laughs> she ain't cooking. She she don't cook her clean, but yet she got that ring. What? I don't but know. Got- I disagree with that. You feel me? I don't I don't believe that's how things should be going. But. The wet ass <laughs> pussy. You got some wet ass <laughs> pussy and some good head. It, listen, if, might if, let, let, let it rock. That's it. If let your it rock. shit is that good that it got you married and nothing else, let, I, you, I, you have a right <laughs> to be singing about it. To you, be honest, she you, has a right. If your pussy she has is a that right. good. You have a that right. all you had to do was fuck the nigga. <laughs> you don't bring nothing else to the table. Nothing else to the table. <laughs> if you Shout out that to that much of a gushy gush. Shout out to that man Offset. Shout out to that man on facts. I'm kind of, I kind of want to know a little bit. To I kind of want to experience that. Like, I've never a, experienced that. Yeah, I need to figure that out. Because if you could, if you join us that wet and that slippery and that gushy gush that I slide up in that and I'm just like, yo. This chick don't do bring nothing. nothing. She ain't got no job. She don't bring no money to the table. She don't do nothing for me. But when I, when it's time for the wet gush. Like that I am joke. about to go, I'm finna to go buy a ring right and now. And there's a lot of chicks, That's... and there's a lot of chicks right now that don't know the podcast personally, but they're gonna listen to this episode and they're gonna be like, "Damn, I gotta make sure I step up my wet ass pussy. I gotta, I gotta, That's... I gotta step it up because I don't want to do shit. I'm a lazy you know bitch. What? I don't cook. I don't clean. I don't even <laughs> shave my vagina. Factuals. I just, you Factuals, know, bro. Yeah, ladies, eat Factuals. your pineapples. All right, <laughs> eat your pineapples. Drink your water. <laughs> I hey man, that is that is a fact. I don't I don't um I don't I don't know personally. But um yeah, I'm pretty sure What the hell are you talking about, D Flow? We're I'm we're, we're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> we're not I'm not even doing this. We're moving on. So so the day the day she dropped uh the day Cardi dropped look at this flow face. <laughs> no, Flow is looking at something. But the day the day Megan dropped, I'm sorry, sorry, I mean the yeah. day Cardi dropped WAP, uh, mm. Megan spoke about the shooting a little bit more in depth. Oh, she did, and she just slightly, and she said that um, she can't stay down for long. So 
she, you know, obviously she jumped right back into the limelight after being shot. And she says she can't stay down for long because she feels like she needs to bounce back. Um, and she wants to be a lesson that bad doesn't last forever. What do y'all think about that lesson of like, all right, something bad happened to me, but I'm just going to brush it off and, and come back and just go straight back into work. I I'm a hundred percent advocate of that. I mean, y'all niggas know, y'all niggas know. So, I things happen in life sometimes, bro. And honestly, if you sit and dwell on it for too long, it tends to consume you. And once it consumes you, it puts a halt on everything happening in your life. And sometimes I think we try to do things out of just the stunt factor of like something bad happens. So I'm gonna just try to prove a point real quick. And that doesn't tend to work out all the time either. So a lot of times the best thing, I'm not saying to forget it, but I'm just saying that don't let it, don't let it really determine how you're going to make certain moves. Like do what you have to do because you just want to do better for yourself and that you want to ultimately make a better change, not just to prove a point or, you know, kind of dwell in this, in that sorrow of well, something happened bad. I'm gonna feel sorry for myself. Uh, uh, I know it's easier it's easier said than done, but most of the times if you find a way to push through that shit, you see the fucking bright light at the end of that tunnel if you just find a way to push through that joint. So I know that's how I move. I've, I've, some wild, wacky shit has happened to me different times over the past, and the only way I got through that shit is not sitting there and feeling pity for myself, but getting the fuck up and keeping it pushing because... If you don't get it done, ain't nobody else going to do it for you. Distinguished, what about you? Well, y'all know my life, man. Definitely had a lot of interesting uh, things happen within the last, I want to say the last 11 months. But, uh, you know, I I feel like when you boil it down, I, I'm in total agreement with D-Flow. I feel like I'm a person that, you know, shit just be happening. I just persevere. Nigga, bank account be negative, whatever. I just persevere, you know. Uh, you know, don't eat this day. Don't eat that. Persevere, you know. Uh, and uh, figure out a way to just, you know, make that shit happen, you know. Right, right, right this second, I'm looking back at all the shit that didn't happen. Like, yo, if that shit didn't happen the way it did, I probably wouldn't be as motivated as I am today. Like, I feel like I was always a motivated person, personally, but... I feel like with all the shit that has happened that I know about and even shit y'all don't and combined with 2020 and quarantine and COVID, shit, I'm in my best mental space ever. Like I, I don't have a I don't have a negative thing to say about how I feel about waking up in the morning. I don't have thoughts about committing suicide. I don't have thoughts about cutting myself. I don't have thoughts about um, trying to hurt somebody else. I'm in a very good space because I'm just honest and transparent and I should have been more honest and more transparent. So, you know, shout out to all the shit that didn't happen that I seen that I took with a grain of salt and I just pushed through that shit and I'm in a great space. Shit, who trying to get married? Shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I agree. I just think that there's also a lesson in not rushing the process to come back. And I think D-Flow kind of alluded to that. But... Making sure that you're actually good to come back. There's nothing wrong with taking a step back and healing a little bit before putting yourself back in. Because what can end up happening is 
all that shit gets pushed to the side and then it all crumbles back on top of you at some point randomly when you least expect it. So I think when it with that lesson, I think Meg just has to be a little bit more clear that, yeah, everything that you guys said in terms of don't sit in something negative. Don't just let it consume your life and take you to a place where that's all you're thinking about is this negative thing that has happened to you. Um, but also make sure that you're taking the appropriate time to process, uh, and not just kind of attempting to get over it by supplementing it with overworking yourself or making it seem like it never happened or acting as if you're good when you never really dealt with whatever pain and being shot at and being shot is something that's super traumatic. So I hope that she is well. I hope that she's not just attempting to get over it by acting like it never happened. The, no- the next thing that she spoke about, though, is that she said she felt betrayed by friends and fans who took it as a joke. I definitely so, I definitely did see that. I definitely saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, I just think that people got to understand when it comes to celebrity life that Things happen in their lives that happen to everyday people. And I know for a fact that most of the people in my circle would not laugh if one of their friends got shot. Nah, whether they got not. shot in the foot or not. Um, so just Man, because it's a celebrity. Shot. Like what X said, being shot. Being shot at is traumatic. Being shot even more traumatic. So it's... and. I would see that because I know personal people who have gotten shot and it's never a a, a, a a smooth thing. And one, and two, her life could have been put in danger. You feel me? Like it might've been a minor thing, but that, that shot in the, in the foot could have went to her thigh and hit a main artery or hit the leg and be the main artery. Or, you know, the gun could have been, a, a scuffle could have happened and that gun could have whatever i mean y'all know what i mean by life threatening so yeah yeah you don't even want to put that out there i feel yeah, like i don't want to put that out there so and then the other aspect of it is the foot is a very sensitive place to be shot we we don't take these things into account but we don't know how that may impact hopefully it doesn't impact her career moving forward hopefully she's she takes some time it heals up and she's good she could dance the same. She could right. do whatever she needs to do the same. But we don't know how much that affects her career. Thank God, to some extent, that it happened during COVID. Because that could be money that she's losing out on as well if she was touring or something like That's that. That's a fact. Because so, right now, she probably home like, damn. Fact. Like, I'm trying to heal. I can't even get on my knees properly to suck some dick right now. Like, shit, I got this wet-ass pussy, but it's, it's rough right now. We was wasn't going there. What wasn't going there, sir? Ambitious, <laughs> but, bro. Very ambitious. <laughs> but very ambitious. <laughs> but yeah, nah. I mean, that's just it's just one of those situations where trying to to turn it into a joke is not going to make it work. It, it ain't it ain't where it's at. Even this nigga over here <laughs> trying to talk about sucking dick. <laughs> like, but that's the first uh, thing that ran through your mind, nigga. God. This, that's the first thing that always he started the podcast with a with a fiery ass, bro. 
<laughs> this is the only thing that he thinks about. <laughs> Fiery ass and dick sucking. All right, bro. Um, I don't know, man. So I don't know if you guys have, have noticed this, but Baller Alert started to report on it, which is interesting. But there's been extra bot activity on, like, black, all these black spaces on Instagram. And it's fake profiles, but they be leaving, like, wild race-baiting comments. I don't know if y'all ever experienced that or seen it. But I definitely see it. Like, if you go in the shade room and, like, they post something about Kanye, about 15 posts come up immediately that's, like, uh whatever about black people or trump did more for black people and they're not not real accounts they're they're fake they're bots oh wow i don't know if you guys have, have seen that that's not hard to do though i could see people doing that i mean you could buy fake comments you could buy fake comments it's very easy to do and very cheap so it is yeah. i just don't know if everybody realizes that's what's happening so if y'all are seeing these the y'all seeing mad comments on things like the shade room, baller alert, um, even some of your favorite celebrities posts. A lot of times those are bots and they're trying to bait you into having these race conversations and into thinking that everybody is racist. Um, now, that does not take away from the fact that there are a lot of races out there. Obviously, there's someone buying these these bots, but. Uh, well, they were saying that a lot of them were coming from Russia as well. But I just want people to be aware that sometimes you're arguing with a bot. <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, I've been saying this shit for a while since this whole thing started. I feel like they're purposely, not just the bot situation, but I feel like some, I don't I don't know who's doing it, whoever, whoever is behind this particular agenda. But I feel like they're pushing buttons on purpose. I feel like they mm-hmm. want an upward to happen. For what for what political or personal agenda they're trying to accomplish it for, I don't know. But a lot of things are happening that don't normally happen. And maybe it normally does, and because we're so heightened to it now that it's being exposed way more often. So you know, I could be wrong on it, but to me, it's either the either. It's either either. It's either people are purposely doing certain things to uh to provoke us, because a lot of wacky shit I've been seeing lately, and I'm just like, this would not normally happen. So I I think like things said, are getting highlighted at a higher degree, at the during quarantine. I think these things happen on an everyday basis, but because we have a lot of people out of work and we have a lot of people home. Where people are, and because of the climate, people are recording things a lot more now. Black people are are not just letting certain things that they used to let go go. Like black that people would go, and someone would tell them they can't sit here or be in the restaurant, and they'd be like, "Man, fuck it, we gonna we gonna go somewhere else." But now black people are like, "All right, fuck that, I'm pulling out my camera. Say the shit again. I can't what? Say that. I can't Say that. sit here. You know, so that there's a a bit of a highlight." that's on it and people are posting way more so i also think that i think that there is an agenda too i think there are people who want there to be this racial divide to a larger degree than what it is uh but there is also a very big racial divide so it's very hard to cherry pick the difference (laughs) you know like it's hard to make it seem like these things aren't happening when they are so it's wacky bro like I don't know, son. I've been seeing some wild videos online, bro. And I'm just like, 
You sent me one with the dude who got chased. Distinguished. You saw that? Yes. What dude? What dude that got chased? I don't think I didn't send it to Distinguish. Um, so so that so I don't know what town this shit was in. I think but, it was in it was one of the southern states. I don't remember because it I don't remember which one it was, but um the video Tiff was the one who originally shared that shit to me. And um it's basically a dude in his car with his children. And they're probably I don't know how old the 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 the, the kids are, but they sound like preteens or, or teenagers. And one lady came and started accusing him of stealing her car. Like she accused him of stealing her car. And when you when you when the, the it looks like the the her his daughter was the one doing the video. And when she swung the camera, you could see like bait like basketball and baseball, like kid stuff in the back. And um she got a couple of her friends to start like I guess they were like a part of a um a biker crew or something and they started to like torment not torment him but like started to like sit on his car like they were trying to get him to come out the car trying to provoke him to doing some walkie shit so they could try to jump him and do him some wild shit and he's with his children like yo that shit yo that shit crawled my blood so much bro I can't even I got I and told, that looked I, like I it was like, on purpose yeah. They were trying to provoke him. They that looked tr- like purposely. Yeah, that looked like a racist thing. They wanted him to get out the car so that they could do something to him. Yeah. I don't even think she believed that that was her car. I yeah. don't think she even thought that that was really her car. She just was. They just literally probably targeted them, saw that there was it was a black family and wanted to do some shit to them. Um, chased him on bikes, hit his hit his car with the bikes. Threw regular bikes at him, hit him with motorcycle, hit the car with motorcycles. They were definitely trying to get him to get out the car, and made it seem like, "Yo, we just want to see if that's her car or not." You could clearly tell if that's your car or not. Read the license plate. That definitely, like, that license plate is the number one indicator. You see, this is the shit that I don't like, Don. This is what I was telling Tiffany. This is the shit that I don't like, bro, because this is the type of shit they start these altercations. And then shits get out of hand. And then when the police get there, oh, well, well, we thought this was our car. So you have no real proof that this joint was yours. You do some walkie shit. And then when you get there, you act as if though you're the victim. Or you act as if though you're not the reason why all of this started in the first place. And I see this happen too often with a lot of these videos where they're the reason why the shit starts. And then when the police get involved, they act as if though they had a right to do what they were doing or act as if though, oh, well, they were under the, the pretense that they were, you know, doing something that was correct or they, they had a reason why they were doing it without yeah. actually seeing what the issue is, what the what uh, in terms of the black people. So and then this is why we don't call the fucking police. I saw another video where these kids apparently were being harassed and the cops pull up with rifles out. And handguns pointed at the kids that were being harassed and then arrest the kids that were being harassed because they were black. Oh, wow. And it's like, well, I'm telling you, bro. The, the, the bystanders were like, yo, those are not the people that we called y'all for. The people that we called y'all for are not here. Those were the people. Those are the victims. And the cops are still arresting the kids. Oh, wow. So it's like it's once like, they commit to it, it's like they're too shameful 
they it don't make no sense, bro. To like just be like, well, we're wrong. It's like they gotta commit to the arrest, bro. They gotta commit to it. I saw that joint. I was just like, are they just committing to this arrest because they already started it? Because it, it has to be that them, type of mindset, bro. Because it really like, makes no sense. If you got fifteen people saying, "Yo, they're not the perpetrators," I don't understand why you can't be like, "Yo, fellas, come here, sit down." And what happened? Y'all got to have rifles out that if one of y'all's fingers slip, one of these kids is dead. Right. Shit don't make no sense. And as always, one of their fingers slip, everybody's shooting. Because yeah. it's not once the other once the other one hears the shot go off, they're going to start shooting too. Yeah. So you just gonna And then you got a up. massacre. And yep. then it was, oh, it was an accident. We, we shouldn't be arrested for this shit. Man, if y'all get the fuck up out of here with I'm that. I'm telling you, man, it's Waki Pataki. So we got some news today. Kamala Harris has been picked as Joe Biden's VP, vice president. Okay. Uh, many people have been pressuring Biden to pick a black woman as his VP. And I guess this is somewhat of a good sign in the sense of at least he's listening to the black constituency who has told him time and time again that they would like to see that happen. So in one sense, I feel like this can reinvigorate that part of the party. The other half of it, though, is I know that Kamala Harris is probably not the black woman that many people wanted to see. I know a lot of people wanted to see Stacey Abram. Um, but I don't, what do you guys feel? How y'all feel about it? Yeah, when I, when, <clears throat> when I just saw the announcement... I saw an uproar on Facebook and people was like, yo, what happened to Stacey? We got played for uh, Miss Harris. And I'm just like, damn, niggas feel played. Shit. I don't know, man. Uh, pe- people, people are not happy from what I'm reading. Yeah, I think um, I think I think Harris has probably just aligned herself more with what Joe is trying to do. I think she probably just played into his hand a bit more. And that's how that works. You want to pick the candidate that works best with you. So. I think she, that's probably what happened. I feel like we we should have known this from the moment she endorsed him. Because her endorsement to me, I don't know, maybe it was just me, but her endorsement hit a little different than everybody else's when she decided to endorse him um, when she dropped out of the race. I feel like the Democrats are trying to push a moderate ticket. They're really trying to ensure this uh, election as a victory. Um, and they... They really want to push a ticket that's middle country. They want to push a ticket that says to people who are not Democratic, we also have your interests in mind because Kamala Harris is a mostly, I would say, moderate type of candidate. Stacey Abrams is a little little bit more liberal, a little bit more to the left um, of the on certain issues than than Kamala and I think that they're aware of that so for for Joe to again can be compelling to the middle of the country they're trying to have more of a moderate ticket than have Joe and like someone who's extremely left while also uh fulfilling the promise or the or the wants and desires of the black constituency so I don't know if it's necessary for us to keep cherry picking at this point Honestly. Yeah, I think uh, at the end of the day, like I was saying earlier, bro, before we started, listen, this ain't the person that we wanted, but we got a black woman. 
we gotta we, we just gotta go with the you know what i mean go with it you know really hear her see what she actually has to say she hasn't said anything yet the announcement just happened about a little one to two two hours ago so we'll see what happens you know the rhetoric is definitely going to change slightly but it's going to be again in alignment with um joe biden's campaign because at the end of the day they both they both have to be on the same page i've never seen uh really in public i should say uh joe biden and obama disagree on anything publicly that um, Obama has said, you know, and it's very rare that you even hear a vice president say anything crazy about whatever it is that the president has said that they're in the same cabinet with. So you, we, we got to know how to pick our battles, ladies and gentlemen. I, I know a lot of people and, probably not happy, but it is what it is. And we also got to look at it, too. And I don't want to really play this type of card, but um, Harris just kind of fits the role better, I guess you could say. Um, in yeah, terms she of what does. white America is going to accept, so um, wow, that's real. That that's a perspective. Yeah, that's that, where we that's are right now. We, yeah, we do we have are. to we do have to take it into consideration. Yeah. Unfortunately, she just looks she just looks the part more, and that's just the honest. That's just the honest truth. I had to go and look them up just now. That's to kind of refresh my memory. So you're saying Stacey Abrams, her look, not what she's saying. Her look, we're still not there yet. As America, no, not not with a woman, not with a woman in power. Okay, heard you, heard you, brother. That's. Uh, do you disagree? No, I do not disagree. Because <laughs> I know, I, I I know what Kamala looks like, and I definitely know what Stacey looked like. Those are two different uh, African American women of color. In terms of what black women in power, yeah, look like, yeah, yeah. I I, you I got you. Like, I got you. Yeah, it's yeah. like that, don't even need to break it down for me. I got it. Our listeners yeah, are probably yeah. like, "What the fuck?" But y'all got to get nah, on board. I mean, that's really sad. But it, it, it is. is. It is sad. It definitely is sad. Just, it's kind of where we are. It's like even when you look at, um, if you look at more dark-skinned women in power, and I don't like saying that word dark-skinned, but the the woman of darker complexion. When you look at the Oprahs in them, there's a certain aesthetically look to her that kind of makes her kind of could play a certain political role and, and we could break some of that down we're talking about Kamala Harris has straight hair Stacey Abrams has curly hair short curly hair last I've seen her I don't know if anything's changed since then um regard along with the other physical features that are much more evident um as to we're, we're basically talking about dark skin aunt vib versus light skin aunt vib that's <laughs> what we're talking much. about like Stacey Abram has more of an Afrocentric type of look to her. Too. Yes, she does. And and you know, Camilla has a much like like she's she's black, but she has more of that white woman look. I don't know how else to really say it, but she has that look to her. You feel me? Like it's just it. Yeah. She would Kamala. Check it out. I got it. To, Kamala has more of the Hillary Banks look, and just like X said, uh, Stacey got the on Viv. Yeah, she. That, that's much. the that's the most plan. And if y'all don't fucking get that, y'all gotta watch your black sitcoms. God damn it, son. Yeah, y'all better get that reference. We can't bring it down anymore. This is dad has to bow ties. Get it the fuck together. Um, I guess the Democrats are like, this is the perfect middle ground to. They think they're going to get the black vote because you already know the black vote is not voting for Biden. I don't know who we voting for. <laughs> it ain't Biden. They're, they're they're not happy about Biden. People will still vote for him, but. They weren't the the whole thing about elections is who is more excited at the time of the election. People were not excited about Biden. So 
black people would vote, but you risk it still being a low turnout and then not getting the numbers that you thought you would in order to win. So now you kind of you're kind of giving black people all the things that they said they're asking for. And if they don't come out, then in some instances, you can say, well, what do you guys really want? We tried to give you everything you wanted and you didn't you didn't take it. And now we're stuck with homeboy in office another four years. I mean, the reality is, bro, they lost a young vote. That's that. That's gone. Gen Z's vote is out the door. And you have our generation, which is like we might go vote because we don't want only off the sole purpose that we don't want Trump back in the office. Correct. But without Gen Z powering it along, <laughs> it's Gen almost Z, inevitable. Gen Z as, end up back in as the cherry to the top. Gen Z, no party ever banks on their young voters, unfortunately, um, because there is this stigma that they don't come out and vote. So, but this time is Gen different. Z, yeah, Gen Z coming out would be the cherry on top. You would know probably Trump would have a, a would seventy five percent lose this election if Gen Z comes out in full force and votes. Like it's almost inevitable that that Trump will not win. However, Gen a lot of Gen Z people who are already in the political system were looking for Bernie to be. Uh, the candidate. This is true. This is very true. It's just we just got to keep it real with some of the, some of our listeners who might be Gen Z. The main issue with Bernie, and because a lot of Gen <coughs> Z people might not know how the political game runs, a lot of things that Bernie was saying that he would be able to deliver on, he would not be able to deliver on, and that's just the reality of the situation. Like, Bernie being in office, a lot of his policies are really dope in terms of how far-reaching they go in terms of transforming the country, but they're not realistic in how our political system works. Doing extreme changes like what Bernie is asking for would require eight years at minimum and then require a successor to then continue to want to do those same policies. And that just is not a reality, as well as... It requires having full control over Senate and House. Facts, You're not if it's yeah. if, if 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 it's one thing that these people don't like in power, bro. Besides a black man who was running it before, is I don't know where that's coming from. Nah, stop though. I um if it if it's one thing that these these people in power don't like beyond a black person is someone fucking up their money. So mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about a cat who's coming to disrupt two billion dollar industries, healthcare and education, and you think they're gonna be cool with that? They would have been fighting him the entire time, bro. You would have not passed a policy. Not one bill. Order. <laughs> not so, one bill would have gotten through. <laughs> yeah, at all. nothing. They would have been fighting him the whole time, son. He would have been constantly in court with these cats just trying to pass the bill. So, listen, 
it's it's just easier said than done. So we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Doesn't mean that we stop putting pressure on Biden to do the right thing in the right areas. Biden Biden just looked like he just want to be in office. That's it. So he's willing to do whatever right now. Biden is like, whatever y'all finna want, what you, whatever y'all want, I'm finna do. And Biden is not, he's not as, we might get two years of Biden and we might get a, a black woman as a president. That's all I'm going to say on that. We we might get a solid two years out of Biden. Say that. Say that. And, and then we might see a president, Kamala Harris. And the last thing I'll say is regardless of anything, if Biden does uh, claim victory, we will still be making history as the first uh, female and black VP for the United States of America. This is very times. true. Solid. So This is very, very solid. And, I, and I'm going to just say this before we switch over, bro. The only thing that worries me about Biden, son, any nigga that can't really give you answers straight and you <laughs> finna run the country, bro. I don't know, son. Biden won't I be can't. running the country, though. Biden, this will literally be like everybody else is doing the work, and and Biden is just sitting the there. Sign, he just you know, signing he, papers. You know what it, it? You know what it's gonna be like? Yeah, it's gonna be like where we at now. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna it's be gonna that be, type of It's gonna be where we are now with less drama, with less like extra shit. It's gonna be very bland. Because Trump is very colorful. Biden is not that colorful, bro. Even in his words, his vernacular, it ain't that crazy. Bernie fucking had more than him. And Bernie, I think what what gave Bernie the edge more, too, was because um, Bernie got that voice. You know what I mean? Like that grandpa shit. You know what I mean? Biden don't have that. Biden got like that country nigga shit. sentence right now. Huh? That's what worries me, bro, because I feel like he's going to get in office and he's going to be the... Whatever works for y'all, president. Exactly. Whatever, whatever y'all trying to do, I'm trying to do. Like he, he just is like he just there to sign papers. Literally, he sees it. Uh, all right, yeah, that's what y'all niggas trying to do. All right, <laughs> right. and that's it. Right. You know, like Trump is a my way or the highway type of guy. So it, Trump is a little bit different. He'll look at it, don't understand, it, and be like, "Well, I envisioned something different." <laughs> just because he didn't understand it. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> and Obama was the type to read shit So that nigga got it He read it And he just didn't make sense He wouldn't do it <laughs> Right <laughs> Biden right. ain't doing none of that <laughs> Biden just sitting there like Oh y'all trying to burn down three houses How much water y'all need <laughs> What's in it for me We just got All five right. We just got five new listeners Who never fucking fucked with politics Because the way we breaking it down Niggas is involved Y'all niggas about to go out there and vote And make history I see you millennials I see you Listen not all superheroes wear capes But (laughs) Exactly Because we we wear condoms over here You're right We definitely wear condoms Safe sex is the best sex What what I will say though is (laughs) Holy This nigga's retarded man I gotta stop saying that word too I have to like Dial it back I gotta stop saying that word But um No This uh What I will say is hopefully, and I think will be the case, is the Democratic Party is not willing to have Biden fuck up. So they're going to put enough people around him and staffers and everything to make sure that he does not mess up. What I am concerned about is if they do have to do a debate before the election. Because if they do, unless they do like a virtual debate and even that, I just seen Biden too many times look crazy on, on stage trying to get his sentences together. So Yo, that nigga Biden finna do the debate and that, that, that Trump will say some silly shit and he'll be like, so what are you trying to do? 
<laughs> that's what I'm what saying. That's what I'm, yeah, Biden's going to go stand next to the nigga and be like, hey, you're an asshole to try and fight him on stage, bro. He, like, he's not going to be able to just talk to him. Yeah, um, that's actually low key gonna be a funny debate. I might actually watch that shit. That because I can see definitely. Trump, the master bullshitter with the, all the hand sign. Well, we're all trying to do this, <laughs> and then Biden looking at him like, "Is that it? <laughs> Is that all you do? Is that all you can tell the people of America and never answer his questions?" Eh? Never. <laughs> all he's gonna say, Biden. All Biden's been saying lately is, "Listen, all right." I'm going to get it done, and it's going to get done, and this is America. And niggas be like, That's it. Sir, sir, we're talking about moon colonies. That's it. <laughs> huh? Listen, <laughs> like, it's going to get done. We're sending ships. They want to build, and that's it. <laughs> I don't care how it gets done. It's going to get done. It's go- we have a plan. Listen, <laughs> my plan says we'll get it done in three years. <laughs> niggas is going to be like, what? But nigga, how? How much is it going to cost? It's going to cost what it's going to cost. We'll figure it the rest Say out. Say that. Say that. But nigga, that's the point. We need to know the numbers, bro. How we fit to pay for this? Who's getting billed? Who's getting taxed extra? The taxes will work itself out. All right, my nigga. Yeah. You get a 12% increase on your fucking federal tax. Talking about you going to work itself out, my nigga. What uh? Who who got worked out during the Rick Ross versus Two Chains debate? The, I mean, versus uh, besides Rick Ross's titties, <laughs> who, who you think who you think won that one? Um, I didn't watch the whole thing, but from what we was watching, bro, when we was at the office last week, uh, I love me some, I love me some fucking Rose, but something about that titty boy, something about that titty boy, man. Titty Boy took a couple rounds. Uh, I think he took more rounds than people gave him credit for. But right. Rose definitely has. I think. I think the conversation really is about the redefining of verses because for the longest time, I think people are combating catalog versus catalog. Right. But I think Two Chains and Rick Ross was the first time you saw it be like, "Yo, it was a, it was like a lounge. It was like a lounge." We. It, it was definitely in like a bottle service type thing, but yeah. it also kind of, for me, my takeaway was they might move away from, oh, this legend versus this legend, and they might move into the realm of whose hits can battle whose hits, because that's what that battle was. Obviously, Rick Ross is in another stratosphere than 2 Chains. Yes, he is. But 2 Chains still got hits that can compete with Rick Ross's hits. You can't yeah, take that he, away from Two Chain. Yes, he does. I think Ross Ross has more hits, obviously, but we're not talking about who has the most hits. We're talking about who can deliver for twenty records straight. And I think it was a closer battle than a lot of people gave it. I do think Ross kind of kind of took it definitely towards the end when after after he put that dark twisted fantasy joint that he did with Kanye. It, it was uh, down. You talking about, you talking about uh, de- de- devil in a devil in a new dress? Devil in a red dress. Once he played that joint, that is my was, fucking it, record, son. Oh my god! Yeah, he played the unreleased version of it with his verse like wilding out. And after that was after after he played that, two I gotta chains, go see that. I ain't even. Two chains was trying to compete, but you could see you could see it all on his on his body language and shit. He was like, it's and over. he even said, 
Yeah, he even said, "Damn, you gonna keep bullying me?" So <laughs> it was it was over after that point. But yeah, I think I I I didn't watch it on the live like when it, when it was happening, but I watched it afterwards. Chains has hits like, and I think I watched the interview he did the Breakfast Club the day after. Mm-hmm. That interview was popping. Yeah, he said it. He was just like, "Yo, like I calculated this. Like I took the time to study Ross's joint and figure out what songs I could play to compete legitimately with Ross." I think where he miscalculated was the fact that Ross has bigger features with bigger artists than he does. So, and I think Ross has a few hits that are like, like certain like crossover hits that are like you know timeless. Yeah. So for sure. I think he he miss he he missing. I think he miscalculated those where Chains has hits, but I don't think there's maybe one or two songs, maybe three songs from Chains that are like timeless. Meanwhile, Ross has a good handful of songs. Ross has mad. First of all, I love Rick Ross as a rapper, as a mastermind, as a businessman. The way that he puts those verses together, I'll be like, this nigga really be in his back. This nigga really be in shit. Ross, you know where Ross does it too, son? Because Ross has great relationships with Khaled. He has a lot of big Khaled records. Yes. He has a lot of good records with Drake. Yes. He has a lot of good records with Jay. Yes. He has a lot yes. of good records with French. Yes. He has a lot of like big with Lil Wayne. Yes. He has a lot of solid records Slappers. that he's done features on that are like, you know, I could think about John. Like anytime that John record oh my comes out, John and is Wayne, stupid. Boom! But that's a yo. That was one of the hardest trap. That's what made me love trap. Load up the chopper like it's the seven thirty. Yo, what? Him and Wayne went bar for bar on that shit, bro. Yo, that like, shit verse was verse, bar that's for still bar. one of the hardest songs today. I, if that shit drop in the club, I'm right going now, off, bro. Like <laughs> bar for bar, son, fucks it up. You feel me? Like he, you know, dice pineapples. Like there's so many yeah. Ross records that. You can like you might you might forget about it for a little bit, but when you hear it, you be like, "Holy shit, this shit is fire!" And that's what I was listening to the, the the verses. I was just like, "Damn, son." You know what it is too. Ross the person doesn't live up to Ross the catalog. Ross the artist, like we don't we don't think about Ross the artist in the same way that his catalog kind of speaks for him. Because when you drop his catalog, it's like, "Oh, nah, he has some wild hits on here." But Ross the person. I think sometimes he turns people off with some of the rhetoric he puts in the media. And even though he calls himself the boss, he hasn't made a move like a Jay-Z yet where it has established him as one of hip-hop's crazy moguls. Yeah. Even though he has all these wing stops. I was about to say wing stop, he got yeah, he got a lot of franchises. Yeah, I mean, you gotta remember if it Ross is who Ross had you gotta remember Maybach Empire was running the South for a little bit. Because yeah. he had Wale and he had um, Meek. Meek underneath him. So, you know, we're not talking about the Meek records either. Like, we bypassed the Meek records and yeah. the records that got Meek going. Like I'm these a boss. Are, I'm a boss. Like, these are all... Ross was the king of the South for, like, a good three, four years. Absolutely. You feel me? Like, literally, like, he was the one holding down the South. Like, if you had to look upon a shining star in the South, <laughs> it was Ross. <laughs> Like, right, right when Ti, right when Ti star started to dim in terms of music, he was putting out records, but it wasn't hitting. Here came Ross, he and came it was Ross, like Ross was was holding it. it down. Gucci was in jail, like 
the South needed Ross for one Ross. And he he had that kind of New York flair to it because he wasn't just putting out bops. He was telling he's, stories. He's definitely telling exactly. stories. Rick Ross' storytelling game is definitely one of the greatest storytelling games in terms of rap because he definitely, to me, he's up there with the greats like fucking Nas and shit. Like, I be listening to this nigga like, he be saying some no, shit. Ross, Ross yeah. could actually spit. Like, people, people, un, I, and X said a valiant thing just now. Like, a lot of people don't give Ross his roses. Nah. Because Ross doesn't really, like his real form of music isn't trap. Nah. Like if you really hear his projects, his projects is actually mad soulful. A lot of mad soul soulful. beats. A lot of good samples. Like a lot of times people kind of let's bypass Ross and be like, yeah, that's Ricky Ross. Like we know what he's about. Right. But I think the 2 chains kind of, the 2 chains. I think, but I think what happened with 2 chains is similar with the Fab um, Jacobs, two change was prepared for him. Yeah. So as he played certain records, changes just like, oh, where are you gonna play that? I'm gonna give you something that could compete with that. Yeah. And you know that's how that battle went. But Ross won it. Ross won it in the overall at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Two chains is definitely not the same caliber. That brings up the the question though. Even even though he's he gotta give him his flowers too. Are we interested in seeing more mismatched? Versus, or do you think that kind of takes away from it? Nah, I just think it's it's a. I don't think it was a bad versus. Um, I just think they they picking people like you said based on who got Billboard hits, and I think that's what a lot of times they probably considered was who got the Billboard hits. Like who's been on? If are you going to throw up someone who don't have Billboard hits, or you going to throw up someone who has the Billboard hits to compete? Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to see, you know, you could say like, oh, like, let's see a, a J. Cole and a Kendrick go up for a battle or something like that. Like, you got to look Definitely at who could legitimately. And that's an awkward battle, too, because Cole has a bit more records than Kendrick and been out a bit longer than Kendrick. But like you said, it's who could play those 20 songs. Yeah. Because I think a solid a solid 20 from Kendrick could potentially beat out J. Cole's. Possibly could beat out Cole. Kendrick yeah. definitely got Cole a good has, twenty. Cole has way more uh, top one hundred hits. Yes, than, than I was, Cole. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. Yeah, I think he but, does. But Cole has more more songs that touch the culture because he's been out longer. Yeah. So, so you know, in that capacity, Cole would have the longer catalog, but Kendrick would have more of the hits, and it would be interesting to see how that would would battle out in terms of like. Again, like J. Cole has more songs that maybe they didn't get to the top of the charts like Kendrick's did, but they maybe they were in the, the 50 and under part of the top 100. Uh, but Kendrick only has those, let's say, 20 hits. And then after that, they ain't yeah. much on the chart. Listen, all we got to do with J. Cole is be like Forest Hill Drives 2014 platinum record, no features. That's all we got to say. Forest Hill is a, a listen-through project. That is a classic hip-hop album forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's probably his best project to date. To be I honest. love that fucking project. Yeah, I, I think this new one that's coming Kendrick out. I has 20. I think this huh? new one that's coming out is going to be is gonna be all right. Yeah, J. Cole's in his bag. I mean, all of his... Pro- you know what's funny about Cole? All of Cole's projects are a vibe, you know? You just got to be in the... You just got to be in that mood to listen to yeah. his projects. yeah. Because all he of just, his projects is like, and not he, it's not a bad listen. 
he could do he can do well with having some different producers on his stuff and also going back to putting features on. I think that's the one thing with Cole is like where I think we're at a space now where we got it. You did three projects where it was mostly just you on it. And now we kind of would like to see what it what it what that pen do with a Drake on the same record as you. What that pen do with one of these new cats that's really tearing it up, Roddy Rich on the hook. Like, what kind of records can you put out with that type of talent assisting in some way, shape, or form? I would love yeah. to see that because I'm I'm cool off of the fully J Cole projects. Right yeah, now. the last the last the last time Cole did a record with Drake is when them niggas just just came on the scene. That was long time ago. We need we need yeah. new Drake and new Cole shit right now. That's what I want. And we need them rapping. I don't want yeah, no no, no singing shit. Um, prayers up to Azalea Banks. She was definitely alluding to a suicide attempt over the weekend. Oh, wow. Uh, Damn. And um, uh, what ended up happening is it brought up a conversation about mixed reactions about her. So you had a lot of people who offered prayer, and then you had a lot of people who kind of dismissed her because of the, the things that she said in the past, things that she's done in the past. And it brings up that conversation a little bit about, like, what do we do with these people who are definitely dealing with some form of mental illness, um, but have wronged people publicly and been nasty to people? Azalea Banks has been nasty to fans. Azalea Banks has to, ra- to, to radio disc jockeys. Like she's, she's done a lot of, of things that are are definitely nasty things. It does not negate the fact that in a time of crisis such as almost or attempting to take uh, your life that you deserve prayer and you deserve someone to help you out. That like that part of the argument is is not even up for discussion. I think that if once a person either is is fatally uh, attacked or, or almost fatally attacked or almost attempts to take their life, we should get away from bringing up, oh, well, what about, and we should just offer prayers and hope that they're, in a good space but it does bring up the conversation regarding what is the right thing to do when because a lot of people were saying we're trying to defend her past actions by saying well her past actions clearly meant that she was reaching out for help and i'm here to tell y'all right now (laughs) no that's not clear all right if somebody is out here cursing you out doing nasty things to you and and saying wild shit that is not clear that they are asking for help because they are dealing with mental illness. That Speak that we can't experience. get into the space. Right. Yeah, that we can't get into. I'm not not even like that's that's just that's just false information that people shouldn't be putting out there because it takes culpability away from people who are dealing with mental illness. Like yes, people have mental illness, and when you realize that, it puts things into perspective for you. But it doesn't wipe away what they've done because they were they were mentally uh, aware of the things that they said and did. They just may have been in a space where it was more acceptable to them because of depression maybe made them angry. So they didn't care who they hurt or they didn't care uh, about the, the ramifications. 
there are certain mental illnesses that that change who you are as a person or or um make it so that you're not aware that you're doing harm to others but on on average that's not the case so that does bring up the conversation of what do we do when we're faced with people who are doing nasty things out in public and then some shit happens to them um i think deep down inside we don't allow people to grow i'm not gonna say no names but there's definitely an individual that we all know not probably on the same level as i um because i could actually say i at some point in my life befriended this person but he deletes us on social media he refriends us on social media he deletes us again so he's been doing that shit for years and this is the first time that I've seen this individual actually come back on social media and I think admit that he um, think he was diagnosed with like being bipolar or something like that. And I was like, I didn't even know that. Um, and I don't know when this individual was diagnosed, but long story short, I think we need to understand that we also need to come into a space as a human being, as a human race, as humans, that we need to give people an opportunity to grow. And we've spoke about Azalea Banks on this podcast on numerous occasions. Um, and we've, I don't think we've ever like put her down or, but we just highlighted that there's something wrong. She's just not happy with how her career has been going. And artists and people who are in the creative world have to be honest. Like, yo, I'm not happy right now about my money. I'm not happy right now about my views. I'm not happy right now about my streams. I'm not happy right now about, the deals that I was uh, getting or the endorsement, I'm not happy. And then they take it out on like people and platforms and even podcasts and try to blame us and blame fans. And then the real issue is like, you need uh, another outlet. You need another um, paradigm to express what you're really going through because by the time the down spiral comes, yeah, there's going to be mad people that's going to be like, we never going to fuck with her again. But then people also have to understand, yo, she was in a negative space. Imagine now you, didn't fuck with her and you allow her to open up you might be the reason why she opens up to the point where she no longer feels like she has to try to commit suicide it's a good point you know what i mean so i think we just got to give you know people an opportunity to grow because shit uh, imagine all the things that we've probably said to people not to necessarily hurt them but say something to them that got them so frustrated with us and um by the time we needed, you know, some comfort or we needed some support after we got out of our little situation, imagine if they would have shitted on us and then we would have been on this podcast talking about, damn, you know, I feel like committing suicide. You should never define anybody by their worst moment. That nah. is that is definitely a fact. And I think that when people are admittedly in a space where they, they're trying to grow, I definitely think that door should be open for it. I also feel like you can't fault somebody for being being the target of the nastiness and being turned off from it. Like at times, depending on what what was done to that individual, there are certain things that I also think it's I think there there is a lesson in people understanding that there are certain things that you do that you can't return from like. Even even with people that want to love you to death, people that want to be there, everybody has that line for their, their own well-being where it's like, yo, you cross this line and I don't care what space you were in at what moment in time. I don't like 
I didn't deserve that. So you doing this to me, I can never get back to a space where I can put you that close to me again because of whatever action you did. It put me in jeopardy or it put my mental health in jeopardy. And now I just have to distance. Doesn't necessarily mean I got to hate you forever, but I can't fault somebody who like when someone comes back to them and says, oh, I was in a really bad space at that time. Um, I hope that we can get things back to normal. And they say, I'm open to being there for you, but shit ain't going to be the way it was. Like it just, it just can't, can't get there. Um, in terms of, I think that that, that is really a personal decision in terms of like, there's no, I can't say what the line is for everybody, but I agree with you distinguish when you say that line needs to encompass allowing somebody to prove that they've grown from a mistake. You know, so, so I hope she gets better um, in terms of her mental health. And I also hope that, um, you know, she speaks to somebody or a group of people or a collective or she calls a national suicide hotline and or she, you know, gets on a Zoom with somebody or she speaks to, you know, somebody in a church, you know, if she's like affiliated or not, um, you know, if she speaks to somebody who, you know, can probably was where she is, maybe a year before this and can actually like give her some insight or if somebody just, uh, you know, like how, uh, uh I think you said last week, bro. Um, um, who, uh, Dave Chappelle checked on who last week? Uh, Kanye, right? Yeah. We have, yeah, Dave yeah. Chappelle checked on Kanye. Yeah, so like maybe somebody needs to, maybe, maybe an artist, maybe a female artist probably, I don't know, just maybe check on her. Cause you know I mean? I don't want to, I don't want to come on a podcast next week talking about Isaiah Banks committed suicide. I I don't want to I don't not. I don't want to be that personality given that news man. So I'll be, Azalea, I really hope you get the help yeah. you need. I hope so too, man. I hope it works out for her. I mean, I think a good a good example of it is now what's happening with Kanye West and Jay Z. So Kanye recently put out a post saying that he misses his brother Jay Z. Um, we know that that relationship has been fractured for a long time. And within that fracture, Kanye has said some crazy things about Jay-Z. Please don't send the hitters to my, my house. He alluding that Jay-Z was going to kill him. Um, and we know that some other things happened that we're not aware of that has definitely made it so that Jay-Z has been on some, yo, Kanye cool, but I ain't really trying to bang with him like I used to. And yeah, yeah, I yeah. think, I think that, that's kind of a similar situation, but that's on a one-on-one basis where Kanye is obviously suffering from mental illness. And yes. because of that, he does erratic things mm-hmm. that are hurtful to the people around him. We mm-hmm. just saw it with what he did to Kim, putting all her business out there His about own wife. abortions His own wife. And, and about the family and they trying to lock me up. Yo. Like all these things that if I was her, I would take high offense to. I would have got because divorced on- same day. <laughs> not only are you putting crazy things out there, but you're also exposing, like, is this how you think about me on a regular? What part of this is the mental illness versus what part of this is actually how you feel? I don't want to dismiss everything as, oh, it's mental illness, because then I'm dismissing you as a person. Some of this is actually you. So it's kind of like, yo, it puts you in a weird space. So then it becomes really hard to figure out, like, yo... What do I do with this individual? Um, 
but I think that's just a perfect example of it where where it's really hard. Next thing he's doing is he's saying the Democrats are now spying on his campaign. I don't know how y'all <sighs> how y'all feel about this Kanye mo- presidency. Moving stuff. right along. <laughs> moving right the fuck along. So niggas is not worried about Kanye West. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. I'm done with Kanye West. Yeah, honestly. I don't know, man. I don't know. XXL just dropped their cover for the freshman class of 2020. Okay. And let's see some of these people. We got Polo G. I heard of Polo G before. Okay, that doesn't ring. We bells. got we got Rod Wave. Never heard of him. No, okay, don't know that. Mm-hmm. Baby Keem. Don't know who nah, that is. Okay. I know about Baby Keem. And I know about, I, I fuck with Baby Keem. Okay. All right. NLE Chopper. I've heard of him. Definitely Don't know heard of him. I never heard his music though, but I, I I've heard of him. He actually just put out a heard, brand. I heard a few of his songs. He 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 got a, he got a video right now, bro. Going back to the whole WAP situation about chicks sucking his dick. Like the whole video is just mad chicks around, and he's in a pool, and he's just talking about women sucking his dick. And I was just like, okay, all right. We got a girl named Mulatto. Yes. Oh, uh, her body is bad. Oh my fucking god. Jeez. Never, never heard of her. I never heard of her either, but I saw her uh, photo today circulating on the gram. Like, good luck. Um, we got little TJ. We know That's about my man's. We, yeah, who don't know about little TJ? Fuck with yeah, little TJ. Little TJ is my man's. I fuck, fuck, fuck with little TJ. We pop up at your party. Hey, yes. I'm with the gang. Hey. Hey. <laughs> That's so wow. okay. I was like, oh, this fuck nigga the killing them. Um. That was a song of last year's summer. Right. Yeah. We got Jack Harlow. We yeah. all know about him. Yeah. Popping. We know yeah. about Jack Harlow. Yeah. Beat is fire, though. I ain't going to hold you. Yeah. yeah. We got Chica. Never I heard. know about Chica. I no. fuck with her music. Never heard of Chica. Okay. Uh, we, heard, we got Cowboy. Don't know who that is. Nah. Nah, I don't know who that is. Uh, Little Keed. Fabio uh, Foreign. Uh-huh. Uh, we okay. all know who that is. Yeah. And temp spot wonder twenty four k gold. Wait, golden. That, wait, that's the whole rap gold, name. Gold, gold, gold twenty four. Y- y'all know good. Y'all know gold. I ain't never heard of her. Gold twenty four. What record y'all, is out? Go, it's not gold twenty four. Is or a dude, him, bro? Yeah. Oh, that's the guy that had that song, that big song, son. If y'all heard his song, you'll know his song too, son. It came out like two years ago. The the joint that um, she the got crew, money on the around. That, no, that's, yeah, no, that's not yeah. him. That's, that's gold links. Oh, that's gold. Oh, yeah, that yeah. is gold links. That is gold links. That's yeah, real tough, that's right gold there. Links. So who that's the fuck is this, this person? Is whole, this is the the whole name is Temp Spot. Oh no, this is Temp Spot. Twenty four K Golden is supposed to be twenty four K Golden. So twenty four carat gold, basically. That's yeah. yeah I don't know, I don't know this person. person. All right, you well, probably sound like old niggas to the young niggas right now. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know I what don't the know. fuck, yo. A lot I, of these I names. I heard about Little Keed. I heard about Little Keed. Um. You know Fabio, Chica. Um, yeah, there's a few of them on there that I'm that I'm okay. aware of. Well, hopefully these artists have some great successful careers, and if not, you will hear what? about them on the podcast, guys. How the trashy What's crazy about was. it though, son? Like a lot of their numbers, like like a Chica, like she's still like to me like upcoming artist. Like her numbers aren't crazy. Yeah, like, a lot her of numbers them. Are like, a lot. Okay. They always mix it up with some of these cats that. Their numbers aren't aren't that crazy. Probably a little lower this year than normal. Right. But um I think there's about four contenders here. Uh TJ, uh Fabio, 
I don't know if Fabio has a long career, but mm-hmm. Fabio should have another hit or two in him at minimum. We'll see yeah, what I happens. Think so. You know, we will definitely see what happens. Um, Jack Harlow, the industry is pushing this cat down Dude, everybody's hard. throat. So I'm assuming we're going to get another two years of him at minimum. Yeah, we got we got to start. They're trying uh, to got to start boycotting the industry. Like, yo, stop pushing artists down our throats, man. We don't want to swallow that <laughs> shit right now. Give give us another artist. This guy. Um, who 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 else did we mention? Uh, you said Little Key. Do you know a little bit about? Yeah, I mean he's he's cool. I mean. I'm surprised they didn't have Lil Mosey on it because he has a few big records right now. Um, yeah, y'all know. I, I don't know if y'all or know Baby about Keed. Lil Mosey. Baby Keed is Rock Nation. Um, he has a Baby few Keen. dope records. Yeah, like he. Um, Baby Keem. I follow him on Instagram, so he like. Okay. His sound is a little bit different, but I fuck with his sound. Like he he has a he has an interesting sound to me. He Does he a have a career though? Following. Is the question. Does he have a career? Yeah. He he's one of those type of artists that makes the different type of sound. Okay. Low key has a cult following. He, it's like Devon Terrell. Like okay, Devon Terrell's fire, but yes. they got their own. Yeah, they got their they own got little their lane own little that crew. people support. Yeah, like, they get money. Exactly. They, they're not gonna be like a list right this second, but maybe over the years. But I mean, they're doing I mean, that, they're doing wild festivals when festivals exactly. Open. Well, yeah, well, yeah, like yeah. They, festivals happen. They're getting money. Yeah. They're not gonna be a list artists, but. They're low-key millionaires. Like, they, yeah, they yeah, have yeah. their cult following. They do what they do. Um, yeah, that, that, those are like the Hobsons and those type of people, like the weird-sounding artists. Follow. But Niggas love Hobson have their over cult here. following. Thank you. I'm about to listen yeah. to Hobson after not, the podcast not, is over. They're not what you call commercial artists. Like, Chica is the same thing. She's not. I don't think she's going to be a commercial artist, but... She makes fire sound like Erica, like that Erica Badu, Jill Scott type of Oh, lady. okay, okay. But, yeah, like her, her. She makes soulful. She's gonna have a career. Rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's gonna, she's gonna. She's gonna have a career. She's gonna have a career. But like I said, it's low key. Like they'll do their thing and just keep it on. The well, shout out to all the artists who made the cover of the XL um, list for 2020. Um, I'm praying big and bright things for your future. Like I was saying earlier, if we don't hear some dope ass records and shit like that, yeah, we'll just be like, yeah. Then, then we'll predict what your future is on Dad Has and Botas. Thank you. So, uh, I don't know if you guys have saw on Facebook, there was this video circulating about uh-huh. a, a drama version of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It was a fan-made uh, thing, and it, it was the Fresh Prince, but it, was, it wasn't a comedy. It was a drama. Have y'all seen that video? No, but I did see a link to the video right before we got on the podcast. I definitely saw it, though, like the link of it. So... They're actually talking about putting it in production now. Wait, what? And and turning it into a potential series. So it's a different shout world, out to man. niggas you, shooting they shot online, boy. You could really make something and and put your heart into it and package it, and you never know what's gonna happen in these days. Um, now what I'm I'm really confused about up, though is I think we spoke about this a little bit about Dr. Dre. And mm-hmm. his wife mm-hmm. um, divorcing. Yeah, after now what, 20, 20 something years, right? Yeah. So apparently she didn't know that she was under a prenup. And <laughs> now. <laughs> now she's trying to cause all types of headache regarding 
getting money from him. No, ma. No, no, no. <laughs> D-Flow, say it with me. No, no. She, she's asking the judge now that she get a hundred uh, uh, she get a million dollars to maintain her status quo a and year? huh i don't a it year? just says for the until i guess court proceedings or whatever oh, no. <laughs> and she's also trying to get um a, a copy of his finances and i'm just confused no. because if you had a prenup uh-huh you had a prenup this was explained and if during you're a prenup proceedings and if you trying to divorce the nigga, you trying to divorce the nigga. Are you trying to divorce him for money or are you trying to divorce him because shit ain't working out? Like, I'm confused now. You now see? I'm a little and I, I'm not in a business and they're married. That's a married situation. I don't want to, you know, act like I know all everything, but I'm confused at it because everything was gravy when you was like, yo, I'm divorcing this nigga. Then you find out you under a prenup and now it's like, oh, wait, hold up. I don't get no money. This like, is, I'm, I don't know. This is why, bro. I don't know to, how I feel about that. Yeah, this is why, bro, to go to what you're saying. This is why niggas was mad at fucking, what's her name, two weeks ago? Um, Tracy Morgan's wife, who wants to get divorced after five years. Because she said she wants the fucking mansion that they own in Jersey. I think the mansion is worth $15 million. And she wants, I think... Um, she wants uh, half of the settlement that he got from Walmart, which the settlement, I think, was 90 mil. She wants 45 mil. So I'm like, yo, did you really love that nigga? Because you want to clean this nigga. Like, I'm confused why people are getting married. And then I was online writing about it. And then some chick, I asked a question. And now we can have a conversation on a podcast about it. Some chick wrote, everybody that's rich, that's a man, is dumb if they're rich and famous and they're making over six figures if they don't sign a prenup. What's you fellas' thoughts on that? Because Shorty said, if a nigga is rich and he don't sign a prenup and I get a divorce, nigga, just know that you're getting cleaned. And I was like, interesting. Interesting. I think you have to be very careful. That's wild. When when signing. I mean, I think you have to be very careful when you marry someone after you become successful. Correct. When you date in general, when you date. And when you, when whoever you're dating, how you met them, how like you have to really be careful because you really don't, especially if you're successful and it's reported that you have a lot of money. And I know that that's not the case with Dr. Dre to, to some extent. I mean, I think he did meet her when he was successful. Yeah, yeah he um, did. But, but he wasn't, he wasn't Dr. Dre now. Right. Yeah. But I think it's, and so that case removed but with the tracy morgan situation <laughs> this is more more in tied with that you have to be careful because unless you're marrying another successful person that makes you sense. don't know what these people are what are their really, true intentions are bro. yeah what they trying to do you can <laughs> never it's tell ta- it's sad so sad to think tell. like that so xab you know tell. you are a beautiful young uh looking man you know handsome you know you got the tanks you on the path right now to getting millionaire status. We all know that in a few years. You meet somebody down the road that came back into your life. So they met you, but they really wasn't there for all of the happenings. And you guys get to a stage of talking and end up dating and then end up possibly thinking about marrying. Once you marry this person, are you signing a prenup? This person has nothing, by the way, but they really, truly love you. That's what they say. You oh, if someone's coming to me with nothing, then for sure I gotta have a prenup. Wow, set heard in you. Place. It's just the reality of the heard situation. You. I'm sorry. 
Like I just it just makes it just makes <laughs> sense. I don't I'm not necessarily an advocate of a prenup, uh, especially if that person helped you build the life that because that's basically what that is for. Right. Why, why in marriage, if you divorce, somebody's able to take half is because there's no way of really divvying up the amount of support they may have given you mm-hmm. in order to be as successful right. as you are. Maybe, you know, you you were home and they were they were taking care of that the bills for two years while you were home building whatever business. The business picked up, it it blows up. You guys are millionaires <laughs> now. Right. And now we figure out that things don't work. You wanna you wanna get out of the marriage. That person did help you get to that million dollars, whether it was directly or indirectly, they helped to some extent. So they deserve a little something, something. All right, right, cool. You can't just leave them and be like, F you, you on the street. Now, if I'm already a hundred millionaire mm. and Will Smith I meet somebody and we're dating, we end up getting married. You didn't help me get this hundred million dollars. So me divorcing that is you a fact. is not you're not liable to get whatever. It's and even us being together, my business is already running on its own. Right. So you're not even liable, in my opinion, to get whatever it is that I'm making in the time frame that we got together. If we were married for three years, the business was functioning ten years before you, and it then was unless it. you you was involved, like literally a CEO of some sort. You're not to me. You you're not able to to claim stake to any of that. So the best way to kind of Make sure that that doesn't happen is a prenup. Right. The, the, um, the, the, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm 100% in agreeance with that. The only reason I agree with it, too, especially when you meet people when you're already on your path to success, is that no matter how much love there is, bro, no matter how much someone claims they're not about that, bitterness brings out a different side of a person. Talk for the And once flow. people are bitter, people become spiteful. Talk for and the flow. They're gonna figure out whatever they're gonna do, whatever it takes to to get back at you. Especially if the whole premise of them getting with you, and I'm 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 often on about prenups because sometimes I feel like a prenup is necessary and sometimes it's not. But I feel like I think it's necessary in some cases because X brought up a great point. When you have a self-sufficient business and you didn't actually help me build that business, but yet you want to claim a stake in that said business, it becomes a tricky topic. It becomes a very, very, very sticky topic because it's different if that person was there from the conception or from the from the initial point where that person gave you a supporting hand in whatever world was necessary. But if you met me when my business is already thriving which means that with or without you there, I was the gonna be successful. Thrived, right? Yeah. I don't know if you deserve half of it, even if you were with me for twenty years during the course of that time. Mm, damn. Like if the business was already in full throttle and nothing that you're doing is helping that business to thrive, then I don't know. I'm in. I'm in three different places with it, only because the third place that I'm in with it just you know became official as of July 28th when I officially became a marriage officiant in New York State. Um, <coughs> the first place that I'm in with it is somebody that I know I like to be in long-term relationships. So it is very hard for me to know that in the long term, you know, the shit just don't work out 
But I think it's the way that the shit don't work out makes me kind of assess if and how I approach going into the next relationship. Because I know in my heart I'm going to be successful. There's things that I've done that have been successes and there's things that have been failures. And the way that I'm gauging my life trajectory right this second, I've had way more successes than I've had failures. But I've learned more from my failures than I have from my successes, if that makes any sense. The second part of it is meeting somebody that just fully understands what it's going to take to get the grind um, type of mentality, the drive that I have. You know, we all three brothers on a podcast, we all share similar drives. We all share similar outlooks on life because we know that in order for us to get to alphabet b we got to make sure everything that a is getting accomplished in a timely manner we do this shit every single week that is one sign of what it's going to take to become a successful person consistency is real flow we all know that on this podcast if you don't have that it's gonna be it's, it's it's not looking good for you like that one minor part um and then three just being somebody that I, I love marriage, I love the institution of, of marriage and what it represents. I've always seen myself as a young person getting married and wanting to be married to somebody one day. But these days when it comes to women that I talk to in terms of prenups, it fucks with me because it messes with my moral flow. And the reason why it messes with my morals is because a part of me in my heart doesn't want to have to put up a prenup situation on the table because Henry Gray is super successful and my wife probably is going to have her money, but she might not be as successful as me because my hand is really immersed in this entertainment shit heavy. And I feel like putting up a prenup is me low-key saying that there's some doubt in this relationship. For me, like there's some doubt there. I'll say this, bro. And I, I was having a conversation with another person the other day about about what I'm about to tell you right now. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to decipher because I think a lot of people have a hard time separating it, even though we have the clearest understanding of the differences between the two. We have to separate our personal feelings from business matters. And I think it's important for us to have a clear understanding of that because I was having a conversation with someone about, you know, they were talking to me because certain, like, I'll give y'all an example. Like, mm-hmm. I had a situation where someone, uh, I met someone through someone, mm-hmm. right? And that person and this next person chose to not do business no more, right? Right. However, I still chose to do business with the other person. Okay. And the next person felt as if though that I should have stopped doing business with them too, simply out of loyalty and principle. Okay. And I was just like, what does loyalty and principle have to do with business? Like, we're not talking about the two same Mm. things right now. We're talking about a business decision. And you're asking me to make a personal decision. And I don't see how the two correlate. And they're like, oh, well, you're not being a loyal person. And I'm just like, how am I not being a loyal person? I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm not going to fuck with you no more. Right. I'm just saying that I'm not stopping doing business with this person. That doesn't mean that this person can get favors or anything out of me. I'm just saying if they want my service, I'm open for them to do business with me. Right. You feel me? And feel I feel you. like this is the same principle. If your run, if your business, the thing that allows you to thrive in life, 
you have to make a decision based on that. This has nothing to do with your personal with your personal relationship. You're making a business decision. It's not a matter if you trust them or not. It's a matter that in the event that y'all do break up for whatever odd reason, whether it's not, because a lot of times these things might not even be the person you're with. It might be family. Girl, you're wilding for not trying to get something out of this situation. True. And people influence people in different ways. And now what happens? Your business gets fucked up because you didn't make a business decision. You made a decision strictly based on your personal feelings. And a lot of times people make decisions based on that. And, I, and, I, and I, no matter how we roll, we tend to intertwine these things a lot. And even me, I struggle with it sometimes. But a lot of times I try to look at, like, if, if, if it's not something that, if it's not something that will greatly become, that will greatly be a hindrance to me, then... I don't see the issue. And I feel like if your partner can't understand that, mm-hmm. that's them being selfish themselves. I also feel like, I also feel like for me personally, I'm not going to feel no type of way. If my wife that has been with me since I, my day one wife that has been with me gets half at the end of the day. Like, like if I've been with this person since high school or I've been with this person since before I was a millionaire, and again mm. they they spent some long nights with me. Da 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 da. Like I may not, act, I, I'm probably not going to ask for a prenup because they've been there for the long haul. Oh yeah, but that's a I, whole different I, ball game. I think that when you're in a space where you met somebody after, no matter how much they they say they like, I just seen too many situations where niggas get duped. Mm. niggas get told yeah, right. one thing for two years and then that third year come around something different bro next the next thing you know is it's like yeah different. so that 10 mil that i'm going to get when we divorce because i'm not doing this shit and so like, the only the only thing about it is sometimes a divorce isn't even a, a two-person decision nah to lawyers Sometimes it's a one person decision yeah, that's some, saying, yo. I don't want to be with you anymore. And there's nothing. There's zero there's zilch, nada you could say or do about it. That's See, it. Now, that is where I feel the prenup is necessary because I could set up a prenup now and be like, listen, in the event that you, you decide that you want to dip, that's your decision. If I don't want to leave the marriage, I don't have to. But if you decide that for whatever reason you want to walk away, then I don't, I'm not obligated to do that. And I just I'm saying this, and I and, I, and I'll stand my ground on mm-hmm. this. Has to be when things are established. If that person helped you build this shit from scratch, my nigga, give the fucking person what they deserve. Of course, yeah, give you them their But if if they met you in the limelight and they met you with success already, <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't demand shit from me if you decide that you want to break out. And that's just that. And so, a prenup just yeah. means there's rules that you both agree on in terms of if this marriage ends. It's not necessarily it doesn't necessarily mean you don't get anything. It means that you are going to sit down with lawyers and they're going to sit down with lawyers and y'all are going to establish what you will and will not get when this marriage if this marriage right. dissolves. What I'm like w- yeah. Well, what I'm just going to add to it so we can wrap up the topic which is a great topic um for for real. I mean for all of us, I mean, we at that age now, you know, D-Flow is married, you know, in a, in a few years, X, shit, who know, you might get married and 
I'm in the marriage industry at this point and about to start marrying people. So our lives are about to start taking a real course. We we might revisit this podcast episode when we would have made it and then really go back and be like, damn, like did we say what we did on that podcast in real life after it happened? So that that that's a that's a perspective to think about. But what I was gonna say is Gabrielle Union wrote a book a few years ago called We're Gonna Need Some More Wine. And in this book, she explicitly talks about herself in a very vulnerable way, in a way that I've never heard her talk about herself as an actress in public settings. One of the things, one of the chapters is called Big Bank Take Little Bank. And she's referring to her, her, her finance purse with her and, and, and Dwayne Wade. Big Bank is referring to D. Wade because he is the breadwinner. He makes way more money than her. He's a ball player. She's an actress. She has a little bank. She said when they were getting married, they would sit down with their lawyers simultaneously sometimes um, and, di- and, and at different times. And when they came to the conclusion on certain things in their prenuptial um, proceedings, she was very not happy with it. She said she was very pissed off on what the decision ended up being. But she said, big bank, take little bank. So in my mind, just to kind of add it, you know, bring it back to full circle, fellas, you got to know who the fuck you're marrying outside of who that person is. If their money is talking and they have all of this shit and if your money not talking, bro, it's a you just you just got to know if you really want that life or not. And I'll just add this last, last, last thing. And maybe our viewers think we're just talking about the rich and the famous. No, no. No, we talking to y'all regular niggas Regular niggas too. Because you might get married thinking to yourself, yo, I got a nice, we we made enough money, we bought a house, niggas got a car. Right. Niggas is is chilling. We ain't, ain't, they ain't rich. Right. But think about this, right? Y'all married, y'all got 30K in the bank, you got a property. You got two cars. Chilling. You got children. You got a few different things here and there. You ain't you ain't rich, but you got a, a couple things working for you. You ain't broke either. If y'all choose to get a divorce, who's getting the house? Yeah. Who's splitting that savings? Who which car? Who's taking who what? taking the car? Right. Who gets <laughs> who gets to keep the the chandelier? Who gets to keep this? Who gets to keep this? Who's who keeping custody it? of the like, kids? Yeah, like there's all these factors for regular ass niggas. I'm talking about regular ass niggas making regular ass money, making less than a hundred k a year. Talk about. So don't think we're just talking about the rich and the famous. We're talking about regular people who just out here trying to make it too. But these things happen in everyday life because this is just the reality. You might be like, "Oh, me and my wife split. Ah, we might sell the house." Nah, she might be like, "I don't want to sell the house." I want to keep the house with the kids. And now you're sitting there thinking, well, we about to split this 500K. Nah. Yeah, nah, nah. The you broke like, now. <laughs> you broke. <laughs> now you, now you got to be like, fuck, so I got to rent an apartment. Like, there's so many things you got to think about. And, I, and a lot of people might be like, oh, I don't need a prenup. I ain't got no bread like that. But in this everyday scenario, you might realize that a prenup in this particular case might also protect not only you, but protect her. And allow y'all to mutually walk away with what y'all deserve. Yeah, to wrap it up, it, I I think what we're we're saying is I don't think anyone's av- advocating that you just get a prenup just to get it. Correct. But if you're in a scenario where maybe you know you're a little bit more established than the person that you're with, or I, I would hope this isn't the case, but maybe you're marrying someone you really don't know that well. <laughs> um. You might want to consider that that prenup. You might want to take it into consideration. That's everyday life, bro. But that's everyday life. That's a fact. Um, 
before we go, sure. I'm just reading that there has been a 90% increase in COVID-19 cases in U.S. children in the last four weeks. Well, what's a tough knot? <laughs> Fucking God, boy. What, what's a tough knot? They're not contributing it just to schools opening, but obviously that is a factor. Um, but a 90% increase. I think they said it's been 179,000 uh, new cases of COVID in children alone. Wow. <laughs> and they're saying that it's not fair to say that um, this uh, virus doesn't affect kids because they said there's already been 90 death in, deaths in children wow. within the last few months. Damn. And with the influenza, the influenza only kills a hundred, about a hundred kids um, within a year. So this kid, this virus is actually harming kids at a at a, a rate. Maybe that's not over the top in terms of numbers, but it's comparable to other viruses where it's in the same line or worse. Then so so all you're telling me. Is that even doing this fucking hot ass summer? Right. Even doing this slop your mama heat. Facts. <laughs> Facts. This virus has been fucking up the children even more so than during the colder time frame where we thought the summer would have given us a break. And remember, a lot of states are still in social distancing. So the park still ain't that packed. You know, a lot of kids still ain't really out there running the streets like that. At least not. At least I'm not seeing it here in the city. I haven't like, seen it like in the, the city, to be still, honest. Prospect yeah, Park has still, been wild. Pros- oh, they've been wilding in Prospect Park. Oh, Prospect Park. Still, yeah, like, Prospect Park is one thing. Yeah. By me, it's not that crazy yet. Like, there's kids in the park, but compared to where it was last year, where there was so many kids that you was literally crowded. Like, now you see kids, but it's like... So, maybe, so this is what the article know. says. The article mm-hmm. says there were 179,990 new cases of COVID among U.S. children between July 9th and August 6th. All right, so what, what is a tough <laughs> knot, bro? That's wow. It's not even a month. That's not I, even a I month. Can't, I can't do it, bro. This, this is the shit that I'm talking about, bro. And they... Yeah. It's not bring up our personal business on the podcast, but this is the wacky shit we were talking about prior we to us getting That's started. That's a month, bro. It was. This is, the, a- this is the wacky pataki shit, bro. And all it takes is for one of them little niggas to, to sneeze on and that's an it. adult and it's over it's for their life. Bro. It's, about, yeah, it's talking over. Talking about hot Um, And that is it, boy. You yeah. go there talking about, hey, Susan, what's the problem? And Susan goes and be like, well, Miss Kroger, and then douche pop pop boom dot bop you in the hospital two weeks later, you about to die. I am good, sir. I am good. Yeah. That's unfortunate though, man. That that's that is really unfortunate, man. Um CDC, know, we need y'all to help out because y'all niggas said the heat was gonna do whatever y'all said it was gonna do. And now I'm looking like, well, I guess I guess it ain't the heat. I guess COVID's strong we in this we bitch. Wrong. We don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not scared to say I was wrong, sir. I was we chilled. Children ages zero to five can be highly infectious to other people. It turns out that they have a thousand times more virus in their nose than you need to infect. Mm-hmm. So they're very, very <laughs> contagious. 
what? What the <laughs> fuck did you just read, bro? What? Is, is, is that a real so. article? Is that real? <laughs> I am good, bro. A thousand times more virus. Okay. Yo, have you ever seen a snotty nose kid, bro? The yeah. It's not in their nose, bro. It's, it's over, different. bro. It's not the same like our snot, my nigga. That snot is on a different level, bro. So I am good, sir. My children are staying the fuck home. That's Amen. Amen. Um, Me and Tiff had a whole conference about that. I was like, listen, <laughs> they going to be all right. We, these niggas is going to stay home. The nigga said fuck conference. Um, yeah, the, the tough knot is, uh, you know... Uh, I think it's important that, you know, XAB talks about this a lot with me when we have our one-on-ones. I definitely appreciate my brother. We, 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 we need to figure out in our friendships, in our relationships, you know, D-Flow alluded to this a lot uh, just a few minutes ago, in our business relationships and our business dealings, whether it can personally work out or not with said family member, cousin, aunt, niece nephew you know boyfriend girlfriend ex-boyfriend ex-girlfriend uh you know potential prospect you know the person did some wacky shit took your idea rip we need to figure out what can we salvage if it makes sense in the words of d flow the shit makes sense like if it makes sense we need to see what we can salvage it doesn't make any sense riding high off of emotions, feelings. This person nitpicked at this. I'm not going to fuck with them on the nit and that. Nah, if it makes sense, it makes sense. We need to get to another deeper intellectual place of understanding where we figure out logistical ways to have conversations without being so combative, without being so negative, without being so, oh my God, remember this shit you did 10 years ago? Bro, I was fucking 10 years old. I'm 20 years old now. I'm not even the same person I was yesterday. So you talking about 10 years old, maybe you haven't grown. That's saying more about you than me. So again, like I said, my my big brother taught me this. XAB, we need to figure out what we can salvage if it can be salvaged. That is the tough nut. It's dope. Uh, what would dad say? Who I don't even know. Um, but I will say, dad would say that there is definitely something in listening to others. Like, to piggyback what you're saying and to go into a different tangent, we also need to get into a space where we acknowledge what other people are saying to us and listen to listen and not listen to react. A lot of times, a lot of people go into conversations thinking that they already know what they're going to say, do, and act towards a person. And when you're in a conversation with, as you said, a combative stance, you're not listening to what that person is trying to say, what their point may be, what they're trying to get across. And I actually had a conversation the other day with somebody and they were they're always combative. I think that their just default is combative. But 
it's hard for them to understand what's being said to them because everything is taken as negative because their mind space is already there where they want to fight. And it's like, I'm not trying to fight with you. I'm not trying to argue with you. This isn't a debate. I'm actually agreeing with you. But you're just in a space where you're so used to having to defend yourself that you can't even have a regular conversation. You You can't even exchange ideas with somebody without it being something that it doesn't need to be. And if you're in that mind space, like you said, it's very hard to grow. It's very hard for somebody to grow as an individual if they're unable to listen to others. You can have an opinion that's different from somebody else. But if you're not listening in the first place, then you're already, you'd already lost the battle. So that's what Dad would say. Another episode of uh, Dad Has Some Bowties, Road to 100. Oh, that, that episode is coming up. Later. <laughs>